0: Hey everyone, Austin Swanson here, AKA 24 seven. Today I'm discussing Cardlytics and I'll be going over the number of significant changes that have occurred with the business in just the last few weeks. So just to start as a nice little timestamp, because I think this could be interesting later on. Cardlytics is currently trading at about $16 a share or around a $500 million market cap. And so that's something I didn't think I would, I would see. <laughs> uh, and so I've been, honestly, I've been taking advantage of it and we'll we'll touch on that a little bit later. So since the last write-up and video, uh, in terms of the changes that have occurred, Chase acquired FIG. And that's a big deal because Car, uh, FIG is looked at as uh, Cardlytics' closest or possibly only competitor in the Cardlytics offers area. There is a new Cardlytics CEO starting September 1st who has background at working at both Stripe and Google. There's an increased likelihood of new banks, including one that people thought there would be no chance Cardlytics would ever get. BVA renewed. So that, that fear that BVA wouldn't renew, that's gone. Uh, the marquee DOS partner that's been hinted at for over a year as 110 million users was officially announced. And Cardlick still remains on track to hit EBITDA and free cash flow positive by 2023, so next year and earlier than we assumed. And I'll touch on why that is. All of this, I'm going to go into depth. The primary focus because it's where people see the biggest risk with the company and why maybe the stock price is trading where it's at is related to chase Acquire and FIC. And I'm going to go into that in depth. Now, just because we haven't talked about uh, the business in a while, I just wanted to kind of give you a frame of mind of where I'm at. So, I believe that cardix is reaching an inflection point the reason for that is if you just kind of take a step back before we talk about all the updates and all the things that are occurring if cardix was just to continue as is having revenue increase like the recent past we would still see cash flow materialize the reason for that cardix is about to reach free cash flow positive and there's a lot of operating leverage with the business meaning as you keep scaling revenue and, and, and have an increasing uh, incremental gross profit there's not going to be that associated increase in operating expenses because the operating operating expenses are relatively fixed uh, which is operating leverage and so a lot of that incremental gross profit will just drop to the bottom line in terms of free cash flow so what i'm saying is is if if nothing really changed we would start seeing cash flow materialize but i don't think (laughs) revenue and gross profit are going to increase in line with recent past there are multiple positive factors that are all just working in the same direction that could lead to just exponential growth right and so i kind of did this nice little picture Um, I was like, God, is this tacky? But I think it just really hits this all home. I like trying to add as many pictures as I possibly can. So as of right now, the one thing is we have all major banks are expected to be on the new ad server by that same time. So if we're supposed to be free cash flow positive by 2023, right after that, they gave, I think, EBITDA end of Q2 and free cash flow positive by Q3. And they said they want all the new banks by end of Q4. And so uh, all the new banks on the new ad server by the end of Q4 of 2023. And so by that time, when all the banks are on the new ad server, right? we're already free cash flow positive, so we're now having this new level of growth and revenue because what the new ad server is going to unlock is product-level offers, local offers, agency offers, because the self-service platform is only working with the new ad server, a new UI for richer under, uh, imagery to better understand offers, push notifications. Uh, I was going to go into something. I, I'll, maybe I'll wait on that. And self-service for banks, which I'll touch on that because there's a lot of interesting aspects where I have always thought the self-service for bank would be bigger than a lot of people are talking about. And I think it's actually going to be even bigger than I even realized until just this last week. So I'll touch on that here as well. So all to say, once all the banks are on the new ad server, we should start seeing increasing levels of revenue or ARPU from these offers. I mean, you have more offers, uh, product level offers, local offers, all the relevance is going to go up, the understanding of them, the attractiveness, the level of engagement, all of that should increase dramatically. So if you just had that, we would see that revenue increasing faster than, than pre- uh, previously and so we would see cash flow start increasing at a rapid rate. But ARPU is not the only thing that's going to be increasing. Also, the monthly active users, or MAUs, could increase. Now, there's potential this won't happen, but I think there's a high probability that we're going to see more bank partners joining Cardlytics after Fig uh, Chase acquired FIG, as well as given some of the things we're seeing with American Express, which I'm going to talk about a little bit. So because of these new banks that could be uh, added to the platform, we could see MAUs growing as well. So those are two factors that could have happened, because also new banks would also be on the new ad server. And then finally, so if we're trying to think of this in terms of expected, you know, future revenue, well, okay, so we have these MNUs that could increase, ARPU could increase, well, what's the probability of those actually really increasing at high rates, right? Because you could throw out these crazy numbers, but the probability of those happening are very small. Well, we have new senior leadership with more of a tech background, increasing that probability. You have the new CEO from Stripe and Google, new chief product officer, new chief technology officer, all within the last year and actually really, I mean, some are very, very recent. So all of these are working together. But... You know revenue is not enough we also got to think about expected future cash flow so even though revenue is increasing i actually believe we'll see gross profit increase as well you have bridge and we'll talk about this a little bit bridge alone front loads a lot of expenses when they're onboarding new clients and so gross profit on a bridge basis will increase but one thing that's talked about not enough and cartelitics only talks about this i think with other investors i don't know if they've really ever said this on their calls or anywhere else but if you read the 10k fi share i've talked about this a lot but i think it's a big deal fi share is the financial or the rev share with the banks is calculated by the the bank's relative contribution of data right so if you introduce the new ad server with product level offers and bridge data well the bank's relative contribution of data decreases meaning the revenue share would decrease now the rev share percentage would still be the same but it's, and I've talked about this in the bridge write-up, so check it out there. I went through all that math of how it all figured it out, but they, they're they essentially getting a smaller portion because their relative contribution is going down, okay? That could lead to much higher gross profit margins, right? So Cardlytics has talked about this. This isn't me just speculating based on what I'm reading on the 10K. I had this idea from hearing from, uh from Cardlytics saying gross profit could materially be different because rev share could be materially different uh, from introducing product level offers and bridge data because that is not the data from the banks. So you have revenue increasing and higher gross profits. Well, operating expenses is going to be relatively the same, right? Because there's operating leverage of the business. And so we should see expected future cash flow increasing at dramatic rates as well. So uh, in addition, just to throw this out here, again, this business has strong competitive advantages, a long runway, strong new management with the right backgrounds, many catalysts, and increasing revenue, gross profit, and operating leverage that should lead to substantial cash flow. So <laughs> many have brought up the fact, you know, I throw all this out here, this amazing story. And so many have brought up the facts like, well, the business has been around for 10 plus years, right? But four, it was incorporated in June, 2008. So what is that four, 14 years now and hasn't experienced this type of growth that many believed. Uh, so, so why is now any different? Why am I, I'm saying this. Okay. Why would it occur now? Right? Well, it wasn't until just a few years ago that Carlytics reached critical scale. For advertising reach and actually let me just i'm going to try to pull up well i'll get into it i made a really i spent a ton of time on this timeline probably more than i should have but it's a nice visual and really because this question gets asked a lot so again question is why now what's different now well it wasn't until a few years ago a few years ago that car actually reached the critical advertising scale right and we can see this with the timeline that you went from 2008 to 2018 with just pretty much b of a as a major bank right so you and mAUs under almost you know 65 million up until 2019 which is like nothing right that's like absolutely nothing so card lakes did not have that critical scale but then just recently so they signed wells fargo and chase then it takes some time to onboard them and so that's where now we're only just now finally getting to that point where we're at a large enough scale to be very attractive to some of the largest advertisers to ad agencies and now in addition to that right so that's not the only thing it wasn't only until recently we just started adding all this new leadership uh we have the cto from amazon yahoo the new cpo from Nextdoor, verizon media and yahoo and the new ceo from stripe and google so we have a lot of new uh management with the tech background and so i in addition (laughs) we have all the new technology and the next necessary resources that we need to be able to implement and utilize uh, Carlytics base of all these users. So we have the bridge acquisition for product level offers, the DOS acquisition for the new UI for testing for the neo banks. We have entertainment acquisition for local offers and the new ad server with the new UI, the self service platform, richer imagery, allowing for the product level offers, allowing for the local offers, push notifications, everything. Right. So all of that has only just occurred. It's just happened. Right. Yet yeah, things get even delayed a little bit with COVID, but that is all just occurring. You 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 know so therefore it was more like the first 10 plus years was related to developing and securing the bank partnerships and onboarding those banks right that was what was going on for so long that's why nothing really happened now a different set of technology skill sets and objectives uh will take place to monetize this asset that Carl build up at the first chapter of the company so that's what's finally happening you're getting new management coming in because it's a different set of skill skill sets we had to acquire new technology develop new technology and have this new management come in to be able to utilize this and implement it and execute so this is why you know following uh, you know Carlos reaching that critical ad scale and building and acquiring the necessary technology as well as hiring the necessary tech focused management that's now essentially to me carlix 2.0 it's a different business it's the next chapter and to me there's a much higher probability of cheesy achieving that high growth that is possible right there's just there's so many things working in the same direction and so with so many positive factors working in the same direction we can start seeing material cash flow uh, emerge in the next few years and better yet these prospects come at a time where the stock is trading at a multi-year low I mean that's a perfect combination for an investment low stock price with peak pessimism with when the prospects and the probability of achieving those prospects are at an all-time high and so while i've been adding a significant number of carlytics research notes on the following subjects over the last month or so you know i was waiting to do the full write-up and video that we're doing right now until after earnings because usually during earnings there's a lot of good updates and that's exactly what happened So in this post i'm going to go into depth on the following carlix updates we have one chase acquiring fig and i include my new expected value calculations including dilution because people are always talking about that uh the news i'll go into the new ceo new banks and neobanks including amex the b of a renewal uh the marquee dosh partner Bridge and the results, including cash flow and cost savings, the activation rates because people are talking about that, and the lower ten to fifteen percent guide, mostly just because people were worried about all those things. And so I will touch touch on all of them. Again, I have all my research notes. We're at over five hundred pages. I hit the limit again with adding so many notes, especially with all the changes recently. So just so you're aware, for those of you who have the research notes already, uh, and this is for the premium Substack uh, membership, is. I split the quality so right away I had one set of notes because I just wanted one page I reached the subset limit so I I switched I split into qualitative and quantitative notes reached the limit once again into those so I split them into qualitative notes one and two and quantitative notes one and two right I try to use links all over and make it so it's really clean and that there shouldn't be much confusion uh and again i've been adding a significant quantity of new notes lately given the many changes around the company and i expect that to continue but once things settle down i'm going to shift my focus and finish up on the carvana notes i have them all created i'm just trying to organize and make sure they are as high quality as possible and given you know for all of you the significant number that already have the research notes and there's been a lot of people who who purchased them within the last month given all the changes just so you know you'll have access to carlytics notes carvana notes and all future notes this is something that i am working really hard to just keep building up over time and covering more businesses that i'm interested in and also thank you for all the positive feedback lately i'm having a lot of fun with this there are many updates that are within this write-up i am actually going to be going through this relatively quickly Uh, instead of going over every single sentence that is here just in if you want that extra detail i have the link to the the full write-up and so you can go over it I mean, every single sentence, there's a reason that's there. <laughs> and I try to include as much detail and thought uh, so to, to provide you with as much information as possible. But for the sake of the video, uh, I'm going to just kind of give a uh, higher level overview of each of these updates. The first update, the largest one, is Chase acquired Fig. So this was announced uh, just last month. Uh, and why this is such a big deal is, you know, Fig is looked at as Carlitex's closest or possibly only competitor in the card-linked offer area. So the biggest worry that everyone has been thinking about, and partially reason why the stock dropped so much, is that there's a large fear that because Chase acquired Fig, that is, you know, where Fig is focused on card-linked offers, that Chase could drop Carlitex, and that's a big deal to Cardlytics because out of a, the 179 million MAUs. Chase is approximately 60 to 65, maybe a little bit more million of those MAUs. So it's a large, very large number of the MAUs and also a very large portion of Cardletics' current revenue. Now, I see the probability, uh, and I'll discuss this in depth in a little bit, but I see the probability of Chase dropping Cardletics as very low, much higher than before (laughs) the acquisition. I mean, the whole path of the way I thought about it was very low before the, the announcement of the acquisition, It skyrocketed as soon as I heard the announcement because I'm like, oh my goodness, they must be dropping Cardlytics. Then as more information came out, more thought about it, more we learned, that probability went down dramatically. And I'll touch on that a little bit. Now, what are the intentions? Why did Chase actually acquire FIG? Honestly, I will not, I don't think we'll know for certain, but we do have a lot of information regarding what Chase has told Cardlytics, what others in the industry have said, what Cardlytics, uh, what Chase has said, in wall street journal articles what chase has said uh, at investor day excuse me so there's actually a lot of information and that's why i said the probability of chase dropping cardlytics has went down dramatically because we've learned so much the overarching thing i've included all the quotes what it, uh, Cardlytics investor uh investor relations has said what lynn said but essentially the overarching theme is to utilize is chase acquired fig for utilizing first-party data that is not currently shared to cardlytics to improve offer placement and targeting as well as for an SMB focus in acceleration and so again there are some many different mentions uh, during the investor day they mentioned uh, using first party data as well as trying to improve the targeting to the right customers for their merchants providing the right tools for their merchants where I think chase merchants are the smbs they're talking about not talking about figs local co- offers the reason for that is because Ch- fig mostly uses third-party aggregators like rewards networks and if chase wanted that they can either work with rewards networks directly <laughs> without acquiring spending all the money to acquire fig or Cardlytics is using rewards network too so they can going you just use that so i don't think when when i talk about smbs i'm talking more about uh, chases smbs because you know chase talked about this during their investor presentation that they want to improve you know they even said quote uh as i said as i said with travel and introducing our customers to key merchants within our platform at scale and there's been position openings at chase for saying hey we have four to five million smbs uh we want to i can't remember i think i talk about it in a little bit let me scroll down i don't want to get too far out and lose my place here but they even talk about they want to improve uh the campaign's For these SMBs create offer campaigns managing their offer campaigns Uh, and they said these tools will deliver the blow capabilities for our over 4 million merchant clients which I believe is actually now over like 5 million and so there's been a lot of effort with the SMBs but back to the high arching theme so I just kind of want to talk about you know little just a teeny bit more here in terms of the idea of the first-party data and the SMB aspect so with the first-party data there's actually been a lot of information that have come out this week, even regarding what this could even mean. And so on one side of it, so before the new ad server, Chase was actually having problems with sending data or getting comfortable with sending data to Cardlytics. The actual quote, I don't want to misquote it. This comes from someone who actually, you know, from Wells Fargo, who I believe actually worked at Chase beforehand saying it was becoming more and more difficult for JP Morgan to actually give data to Cardlytics. So that was the main problem was that they have to have control over data. So sending that data basically Cardlytics was becoming a big problem for JP Morgan. Now, on a standalone basis, they even talk about, oh, so now they're looking as, like, we well, want more control of the data, so let's hire Fig and do this all in house, right? Okay, that was one aspect. But later comes out, and I think this is from the same person, so it was interesting that they don't really talk about this in the full sense until a later uh, interview. But the new self service platform, or the new ad server, has a self service for banks, Engage. I've done a full write up on this, and I thought it's a bigger deal than most people actually uh, believe it is but I actually think after this week, it's even a bigger deal than I even thought it was. The reason for that is there's an aspect to the new self-service for banks engaged that uh, is to address that exact problem with data sharing, right? that was specifically built apparently for Chase. So Chase is fully aware of this. And actually just to kind of put this out here, there has been many clues that Chase is actually in progress of going to the new asset as we speak. So that, well, one, that should show you right there that there's a low probability of Chase dropping, but it's also an aspect of, well, if Chase is moving to the new ad server and this new aspect of the new self-service was built uh, for specifically Chase, right? (laughs) So they know what's happening. Maybe that is partially, and they're saying that the acquisition was related to data and this new self-service aspect's related to data. Maybe these go hand in hand, meaning maybe this is why they acquired FIG. And I'll I'll talk about that in a sec, but just because I think this is important, the quote was, Quote, so the new answer was built from the point of view to sort of assess the worries of the banks, allow them to share more data uh, many of the times that they would actually be orchestrating themselves rather than anyone from Carlytics being involved. And it's like a blind mechanism where Carlytics will not be aware of the data which is going in. So again, that kind of matches with, hey, we have or Chase saying to Carlytics, you know, we want to use more first-party data that we don't share with you, which this allows them to do. <laughs> and so and then the rest of this quote quote and they are uh, only providing an engine with which people can use it on their own way they can develop their own model they can develop everything together they can just use carlix for this engine so that's really powerful so again the reason why you might say well why would you need to hire fig to be able to utilize this first party data within you know carlix's new ad server for the new self-service right why would that how would that fit into this puzzle the reason to do that is to get up to speed much quicker right fig it might have been a pretty cheap especially in relation to card uh to chase uh, a cheap acquisition right let alone i believe cartelitics is rev share to chase probably covered the acquisition let alone then every single year when you have that repeating you know you have Ch- uh cartelitics rev share covering all chases you know if they're trying to build something internally or do anything and, and test things out <laughs> cartelitics could probably cover this aspect but anyways the reason you would hire fig to be able to do this is because of essentially acquire higher with all this, you know, you have fig with the necessary skills, expertise, the personnel to be able to do this right away. To be able to start working on this right away. Rather than, hey, do we have people internally? Do they have the the necessary capabilities with Card Linked offers? probably not if they want to go and try to hire them and develop these people it take a long time if you want to if you're chased and you want to fully differentiate yourself you move to the new ad server now and you start trying to build you, you you acquire fig take them away from everybody else you start utilizing the first party data within the new self-service platform and you do it you hire you know you acquire fig to take that away and do it instantly now maybe that's not actually what happens. So another thing that could be related to the first party data matches all the other things that have been said, you know, at investor day or just in a high level or even the wall street journal article, which I'll touch on is again, Chase has been going out and inquiring all these uh, travel related, doing a lot of travel related acquisitions. They are saying it's a focus and they and you have many very similar comments. And one of them, the biggest one was from this article. This article comes out with the wall street journal regarding chase and travel and people tweeted about it. And they were even like, Oh, this just shows that Chase is dropping Carlytics. I walked away, completely different thought. The biggest quote was, JP Morgan believes it can differentiate itself uh, partially because of its detailed insights into what customers spent. Its data will power both travel agents and artificial intelligence technology that can target customers with offers and ideas. Like to me, this was huge, right? It's the fact that you have Chase saying, hey, we want to, like we, you know, we have these insights in what the customer spent, first-party data and they want to for these travel customers they want to target these customers with offers right utilizing the data like this is exactly what Cardolytics said uh, that Chase told them that hey we want to utilize utilize first-party data better target offers uh, to customers right so like you have these things that are all just meshing together meaning all together now we have chase prioritizing travel-related customers and their spend chase making travel related acquisitions and improvements chase saying they acquired fig for their tech and to improve offer targeting and placement by utilizing first party data and this article saying the exact same thing but in relation to travel so and this was actually even discussed in an interview uh in tegas so i actually had that written and then today i read this now it's in a slightly different context where they're not even talking about utilizing cardlytics but it shows that it's still the same thing of why cardlytic or why chase would uh acquire fig which so you can so they said to quote so i could go to airbnb uh by myself and be like hey guys i want offers on maybe your high tier inventory in malibu in hawaii and say give those offers and we'll serve them exclusively to our higher tier customers right and so again i don't see this all being just related to Travel, I think that's currently again Chase has specifically said that's their current focus. But I think over time, it's all about the high-valued aspects. You know, it's not just like oh, what's how much you know additional incremental spend are we getting with these offers? It's can these offers lead to you know increasing and retaining and attracting uh, more users that will you know use the travel, do car loans, mortgages, and other high-value banking aspects. And so all that, to me, fits nicely together. Uh, and it's also not related to you know demographics or PII. It's more first-party data in, this, in, in the sense of what Chase is seeing and what the customers are doing. So, again, there's more detail that I put in, in the actual full write-up. In terms of SMBs, again, I, I kind of touched on this. I think it's more in terms of Chase's own merchants, right, and trying to get more of them into uh, the place offers and benefit. Because, again, that's going to benefit – chase with their chase merchants rather than non-chase merchants maybe figs current you know local offers that are more aggregators like that isn't really fitting into the whole grand scheme of thing let alone not fitting into chase's actual comments at investor day uh and what they've stated repeatedly additionally one thing is they talked about you know giving the merchants the tools to be able to place offers and do stuff and there's related job openings is there was an actual self-service tool uh that i believe empire had but i'm guessing became within fig that was a local a self-service tool now fig ended up not using that because they said this was not it was going to pretty much too slow assigning one you know merchant at a time and so they went to the more aggregator aspect of getting like rewards network for offers but chase could because they said they acquired fig for their technology and then you have all these other aspects of like in the investor day man way up here uh, for merchants, providing the right tools to target the right customers in contextually right ways—the right tools, right—and there's been, uh, where oh, do I have it? I know that there was an exact quote with a job listing uh, that they said they wanted to create a platform for their merchants, right? For so again, you could be utilizing Fix. I think it's uh, the Amplified Rewards amp. Ampere, ampere, like utilizing the the, that local self-service platform for Chase's merchants. So I think that could be one aspect of that. So I'm going to kind of skip over a lot of this. So again, I, I mean, there's still a lot of uncertainty here in terms of what they will actually do. But it's regarding first-party data and SMBs. I think in terms of the first-party data, it could either be to use the new self-service platform with the Uh, or the new ad server self-service for banks and to be able to feed new data in there that Cardlytics won't see, right? Or it could be related to, hey, we want to target those high-value customers or both. Maybe those go hand-in-hand. And then in terms of SMB efforts, it could be to try to get more Chase merchants within the platform. In terms of all the reasons why Chase will not drop Cardlytics, I have actually went through (laughs) and spent a ton of time thinking about this, detailing it all out, because this would take quite a bit. There's so much detail here. Uh, If you want all this extra information to get comfortable with why Chase won't leave Cardlytics, please refer to the Substack uh, article, linked down below so you can read all this. But in terms of just the high level overview of all the reasons why I don't think Chase will drop Cardlytics, you have one, Chase's stated intentions are not to build an in-house offer system. They are for prioritizing uh, SMB efforts, as well as for first party data. You have Chase communicated their intentions to Stay with Carlytics. They flat out said, "Yeah, we plan to keep on working," right? I think there was an exact quote from investor day. Uh, Chase has actually approved me to say the following. They remain focused on continuing our partnership. Period. You have Chase shared the news of Fig the Fig acquisition with Carlytics. Therefore, they weren't hiding it from them, right? They weren't like if you were going to drop Carlytics from buying Fig, you wouldn't tell Carlytics. Because then Cardlytics could do something about it. They could. They say they could either try to acquire FIG themselves and make a higher offer. They could go out and maybe try to get someone else to acquire them. You wouldn't let, you wouldn't, so that you, if you were Chase, you wouldn't tell Cardlytics if that wasn't your intention, just keep working with them. There's a high probability of Chase moving the new ad server, which to me increases the switching costs because it's providing Chase with exactly what they want, with product level offers, local officer offers, agency offers, the new UI, bank self-service. And so again, if you... The reason you, if you were Chase, you wouldn't drop Cardlytics, If even if you were building an in-house offer system, is you would want to see all this. <laughs> well, one, you want to see, hey, is this actually going to be way better than what we're doing with FIG? If so, let's just keep using Cardlytics from a rational standpoint, but let alone if you were trying to copy Cardlytics with FIG. You would say, well, this is all the new technology. Let's see what Cardlytics is doing and try to replicate it. Right? So that's one other reason. And again, I detail, I think there is a high probability of Chase actually moving to the new ad server right now. There was even the comment, like one, Carlos has restated all their, their uh the goal of 50% of MAUs by the end of 2022. They said that's still intact. They said the easiest way to do so is with Chase, and they said during Q2, we began the migration of certain internal data and applications for the cloud. If that's related to the banks, I don't see it being B of A, because B of A wasn't signed until technically Q3, the very beginning of Q3. Uh, and wells, there's been no mention, so it's probably chase, but we'll see. another reason. the reason why I don't see chase just dropping cardlytics is you would lose the certainty of lytics working right? if you just drop cardlytics right away If and then if you were trying to fig like what if fig didn't work, right? you have the certainty. So again, you'd instead build them alongside, you'd try to see if fig would work so you would keep chase or keep cardlytics right which gives cardlytics time let alone as we talked about the inflection point you have all this new technology with new management the probability of developing this or fully rolling it out and executing on it are very high and so the longer the time that cardlytics has the, mo- the higher the switching cost the, lo- the higher probability of just keeping cardlytics. go to detail there i see it as a lower probability of chase successfully implementing fig for in-house offer system Chase has already tried this. There was a recent TGIS interview uh, with a company that was actually acquired that their focus was on local offers and Chase acquired them. And they talk about how like there was 250 employees and then within a few years, there was like 10, right? And that just did not work, right? And they, <laughs> this expert was just like, it's probably new management that acquired FIG who doesn't even remember all this. And so I just thought that was really interesting. Uh, but again, this is just not, cartilitic chase's focus it's not their their primary focus this was the whole reason why they started using cartilitics in the first place they said hey we're not in the advertising business we can let someone else do this uh number seven dropping Cardlytics decreases chase's customer engagement increases confusion this was another thing Cardlytics, or chase has even said this that they said we don't want to take away things from customers because it increases confusion increases the amount of people calling uh chase saying hey where's my offers where they all go imagine all of a sudden you just dropped Card cardlytics and i go from 90 offers to a few chase merchants and possibly some local offers from rewards network i would be like where's all my great offers that i've been using again i'm over here redeeming you know over a hundred dollars per year it's like if all of those are suddenly and gone it's like you're just taking those away from me where are they at again especially if you go to the new ad server and you introduce product level offers local offers the new user interface that one i think is really interesting imagine cartolitic so if, again if chase is actually rolling out the new ad server and they put out the new user interface i don't see them rolling that back i don't i mean all the users that fully understand what it looks like how it's laid out like going back to something different especially something probably way less you know not looking as good um being uh, decreasing understanding like it just doesn't benefit anyone absolutely anyone so like that's why i think it's really important that as long as we see chase go to the new ad server i i think the odds of card lit- uh chase dropping card are very low another reason chase would lose their revenue share increasing switching costs again you might think that well it's just no money whatsoever to chase i get that but again, if, if if we think there's about, you know, trailing 12 months, of CardLytics is about $300 million of revenue. If 50% is rev share and 50% is chase, it's about 75 million of rev share to chase annually and growing. But, you know, there's rumors that, you know, maybe Fig was acquired for under 100 million. That means one year of rev share of CardLytics probably pays for that. Then all the ongoing expense and development employees, again, CardLytics can cover that. So you would go from, you know, 75 million plus a year positive with just CardLytics to then maybe breaking even if, if, if the Cardlytics rev share pays for FIG and that development. But if you just drop <laughs> Cardlytics, well, now you have none of that coming in. And so maybe now you're now you're running at a loss to try to get this working. So it just, again, maybe it's small potatoes, doesn't matter, but I just thought that's an, just an interesting way to think about it. Again, you have lower ad reach without Linux. Again, something Chase has specifically mentioned that if they are on a standalone basis, they're not going to have the reach for advertisers. That's why they went with a third-party Linux who could aggregate all the banks and, and improve that advertising reach. Uh, and then 10, again, some people have mentioned like, oh, they're trying to copy American Express. Where American Express, they said they want to, so essentially be, let's cut Cardlytics out of the equation, so we don't have to pay Cardlytics. Like that ad spend will go to the user uh, and boost the offers, just like American Express. If that was the correct line of thinking of, of Chase, what we would already see is that just like American Express, one hundred percent of their of Chase's rev share would go back to the user. I don't think that's happening maybe it is maybe in some regard especially with like the exclusive offers but i don't think a hundred percent it's going back to uh boosting offers at that point and that would be that's something that chase can control and so i think we would see that first And because i don't think we are i don't think this is for their full attention also it's kind of funny to compare it to american express because like we'll talk about i think american express could slowly become on go into cardlytics so in terms of how chase acquired figures actually could benefit cardlytics right If 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 Chase doesn't drop Cardlytics. This could be extremely beneficial to Cardlytics because there's no more fig. It removes fig as a competitor. one of the only competitors and it came at no cost at all to Cardlytics. You have all the previous fig banks and neobanks who will probably not want to start sharing their data with fig anymore because now potentially chase would have it. Who's seen as a competitor. So those uh, banks like USAA, maybe the neobank Acorns, those could come to Cardlytics. And also you have higher engagement with Chase. Again, if they're trying to improve, you know, add local offers with their SMBs or uh, improve the targeting and offers with first party data, that is all could increase engagement in the Chase channel, which benefits Cardlyx as well. Again, all the other, you know, if you're increasing the engagement with those offers, you're gonna see all the other offers as well. So I also went through and I said, okay, you know, if we, people are like, well, maybe, you know, I can say all those reasons, but there's still a chance that you know and there still is there's still a chance that chase will drop card and i can come up with the probability of oh it's this or that but people could say oh that's subjective that's arbitrary that's too aggressive i said okay well, let's not even think like that let's think very conservatively let's say chase does drop card 100% probability of that occurring right i don't say i'm, I'm saying let's assume that, that for certain chase is gone this is how i got comfortable with the situation real fast so you can essentially if we say Chase is gone what happens? And I actually detail this out. So I use this same setup so we will ignore this top which is keeping Chase because we're going to ignore that we keep Chase. Instead we're going to assume we only that we lost Chase. So 100% probability of losing Chase. Well then what are the two outcomes? Well one is that let's just say that the bank goes to zero. It could be because we lose the remaining bags because it's not attractive anymore. Maybe we run into liquidity issues, whatever it may be. We then say there's a scenario where this just goes to zero the other scenario is yes we lose chase but we still have the remaining banks i went extra conservative with mAUs and i said let's still assume there's 110 million mAUs now because there's less advertising reach it's going to be less attractive to advertisers so maybe there's less offers so it becomes less attractive so users redeem less than they would if you still had chase and so overall if i go through this this is a longer term expectation meaning maybe like the next 10 years we could still see maybe ten dollars of consumer incentives Multiply all this out, go through the math, you know, throwing out a number, around 9.6 billion dollars of value, right? But again, that's that's only one scenario. And if we assume, let's say there's a 50% chance that it goes to zero, 50% chance that we keep, you know, that even if we lose chase, but we keep the remaining banks, you know, that leads to an expected value of about 4.8 billion dollars. Now maybe at one point in time, maybe a year ago, <laughs> you would say, "Well, this actually isn't very attractive investment prospects now, uh, because Carlsberg is still trading like for four billion, right?" But today, at you know a five hundred million dollar market cap, that means that this is still an attractive investment, <laughs> even if you lost Chase. That's where I was like, "Okay, this isn't the worst situation ever, right?" However, uh, you know that's assuming a hundred percent probability of losing chase and i just went through all the reasons why i don't think we're going to lose chase i ended up doing two different expected value calculations one more medium term within the next five years and a longer term within the next 10 years the reason for that is i think that we could still actually see some high value scenarios and high cash flow generation uh scenarios in the medium term and then i wanted also just to do a longer term just to give a more a bigger perspective of you know what's possible here And so essentially I have four scenarios. Two are the same that we just discussed, Uh, losing Chase and this going to zero, and losing Chase, but keeping the remaining banks, but just having a lower, you know, less ad reach and less uh, offers, so less engagement and less revenue. But then the other set is keeping Chase. One would be if we kept Chase and we just had the constant progress that we were already on with the banks, uh, keeping the same amount of MAUs and going on the same track of ARPU, revenue. Uh, but then there's also the other scenario the really good scenario you add on more banks you have uh, a lot of the factors working together like with the new ad server leading to higher arpu and so i have that really high value scenario as well but again to me i try to be extra conservative uh in all regards including even probabilities now in terms of the probability of keeping versus losing chase again when the the announcement occurred, my probability, uh, uh, that I assumed of chase leaving, let's say this is all just, you know, arbitrary, but I, in the way to visualize it is it, it's skyrocketed to me. Right. It was probably like 75%. I'm like this, they're, they're, they're probably gonna leave. Right. Why else would you acquire them? But then as I thought about the situation more, I was like, okay, maybe it's like 50%. Like there's still, this doesn't quite make sense. And then after hearing chase's motives and additional background, I'm like, Oh, this has dropped even more. And then started hear, uh, hearing and seeing clues that Chase still moving to the new ad server. And then we had the news of the new CEO increase the probability that they could uh, increase the probability of executing if they go to the new ad server. Uh, and as well as additional pieces of information that, you know, everything I talked about, it just kept decreasing. Where I thought the probability of Chase leaving just went down dramatically versus when I first heard about the news. Which is where many people, I think, they heard about the news, they sold the company, sold Cardlytics, and they haven't looked since. They don't. They didn't hear all of the new updates. So you have the stock drop, but no one coming back. No one really adding more. So in terms of a medium term assumptions and calculations, uh, I think it's just easier just to kind of show this. Again, I, I use the same scenarios, but i've now we're talking about that. There's actually I'm saying, hey, what if there's like a ninety percent probability of keeping chase versus ten percent of losing chase? And so we have the same scenarios. <coughs> as before there's some different numbers here because again i'm thinking in terms of medium term when we talked about uh up above you know with, with the long term without chase this you know like the numbers here like for consumer incentive is much higher than what's possible in the medium term so the medium term i'm assuming only two dollars and fifty cents of consumer incentive for this scenario but as you go up in these scenarios of keeping chase and if they're on their constant uh, constant progress again cardlytics they're what they said that they were in the progress of doing was you know high single digit ARPU so if you take five dollars of consumer incentive times two dollars of revenue well that's ten dollars of ARPU so it's just slightly higher than their high single digit ARPU that they mentioned and I think they said by 2026 so again medium term and then I said again, well, what if it's actually much better than that because you have a new management, you have all the new ad server rolling out of the banks, no more competitor, uh, all those factors working together. Let's just assume it's someone slightly higher as well as, you know, without FIG, maybe it leads to new banks. We have the AMX thing we'll talk about. And so that could lead to more uh, MAUs as well. And so there's this very good scenario. But again so even if there's a 90 percent probability it can be chased in terms of that really good scenario occurring i just said well that might be only a 25 percent probability occurring where it's more likely or overall versus all the scenarios a 67 and percent probability of just you know normal constant progress things staying as expected overall this leads in the medium term to a 22 billion billion dollar expected value again you might be like that is just ridiculous because it's in compared to a 500 million dollar market cap today but again as, that's why I did that timeline picture. There are so many different things working in the same direction at a time where Carlos is supposed to be cash flow positive. So all that should be dropping in the bottom line with all the operating leverage, with all that huge growth that should be coming in the very near term. And so I don't think this is out of the ordinary. I don't think this is absolutely insane. So again, if we try to move this out a little bit into a longer term perspective, again, at least an expected value of around forty billion. I still don't think this is too insane over the next 10 years. I actually think, cause again, and even in the best scenario, I'm looking at a consumer incentive of $20 per user, right? I'm redeeming $149 per year on average. My wife, $68. My friends and family, once they're aware of the offers, which is the key aspect there is around $30. So, and this is on the old ad server without product level offers, without rich imagery, without local offers, without push notifications. So it's like the key aspect becomes once users are aware of the offers, which I think even if you got, let's say 50% of you know users engaged or aware of the offers, which I think we're around 20, 30% today. So I don't think once, I, I think that's very reasonable we get to 50% uh, once on the new ad server, push notifications, emails increasing, B of A sends me emails all the time. And it's quite amazing. Uh, and, you know, U S bank sends push notifications because they're on the new ad server. So I, i just don't think this is absolutely absurd to assume again i give some more in my reasoning uh reasoning detail below again free money to users much more than the one percent cash back that's usual on cards uh it's based on what you're buying so it's attractive and relevant it's coming from someone you trust it's completely solicited i just think there's a lot of factors on a standalone basis working together and then a lot of improvements happening with the company that could lead to that high level of consumer incentive redeemed and, and arpu um, but again i i put even the best value on that at a lower probability overall occurring, with just let's say it's just constant progress occurring instead, uh, again, could lead to a very good outcome. But as many have pointed out, what about dilution, right? You had the bridge earnout as well as the new CEO uh, who is expected to get $20 million of stock upon uh, starting upon their hiring date. And so that will lead to dilution. Now, I actually, when I first thought about it, I was assuming way worse scenarios until we started getting some more numbers. And honestly, the way I've looked at it, so you had, you know, as of essentially Q1, uh, April 30th, around 34 million shares, Carlytics bought back some shares as part of like an arbitrage opportunity instead of using that cash to go to chase, or sorry, to, uh, to bridge part of the earnout, They said, let's buy back shares and then issue shares at a higher uh, VWAP or volume weighted average stock price. And so again, I, I go through the math here, but it leads to yes, there's gonna be more shares outstanding. And one thing I just want to point out, again, it's not like some people they'll think, oh, you have a new CEO, we issue more shares, so the stock price or the average you know, the intrinsic value per share decreases because the dom- denominator of per share increases. To me, that's not the way the correct way to think about it, because it's not like you're issuing shares and getting nothing in return. You're issuing shares and the value or the increased probability of achieving, you know, what's possible at Cardlytics, I think goes up dramatically with the new CEO. And so I think you're getting something in return for that. But again, because of how crazy, like how how much higher the expected value or the intrinsic value calculations are that I'm coming up with in medium term, and long term, even with higher share counts, it still leads to very attractive returns very high multiples again I'm, I'm having here in the medium term if we have 21.5 billion dollars of expected value and 37.2 million shares leads to 578 dollar share price or 36 times today or in the longer term at about 38.8 billion dollar valuation of 37.2 million shares of over a thousand dollars per share or 65x today's price again this ignores matru- more mature arpu numbers it would be significantly more it ignores dosh and the neobanks like venmo with 83 million users or credit card with 110 million users it ignores open banking with very high growth profit margins because there's no rev share it ignores future uh, share repurchases with excess cash flow decreasing the number of shares outstanding like there's so many different factors that i'm still <laughs> ignoring that like when people are like oh you're being so concerned or you're so aggressive with this like i don't think i am i don't think i am at all i think these are all extremely reasonable uh and i think the probability of this all occurring again I'm, I'm factoring in the probabilities with these and again people might look at this and say no this is way too conservative but again the way i've kind of looked at it again ignore these then right ignore these calculations i'm doing go back to the calculation i did of, of, of completely ignoring chase and saying we lost chase right that still leads to attractive investment returns and then you can see this as as hey if you keep chase you have huge optionality chase is the optionality right not dosh and open banking and all that aspect chase becomes the the, the optionality that can lead to incredible returns here uh, all right so again i have have <laughs> i went through that quickly check out this this sub stack uh for all the details here as well as my research notes where i have way more details and i linked in the sub stack right up uh, directly to those notes now the big next announcement was the new ceo uh kareem Temzamani who was announced as the chief executive officer. officer. So again, I have heard Lynn was calling him Kareem, but on everything I've seen, I believe it's Kareem. So just putting that out there if you're hearing the difference between the two names. Uh, But so Kareem previously worked at both Stripe and Google. One stat that I just want to throw out here and <laughs> that i just thought was quite insane so i there's actually like a ton of youtube presentations and interviews with kareem and so i thought that extremely helpful and i walked away feeling very you know confident and i feel like there's a very i feel like he is the right fit for cardlytics Uh, but one stat when i think i can't remember exactly when he was talking about this may was in just some interview and he was just kind of giving background he was just he was part of uh he was in charge of the global mobile division at google especially i think it was like maybe 2012 era right when you know that was all starting with mobile uh but he said they took that as a non-existent business to 10 billion in two and a half years like that's quite insane right and i and i walk through the math like imagine instead they just get to like five billion in revenue like cardlytics replicates that within even like 10 years and again i think that actually becomes uh one of these scenarios i believe i don't have let me see if i can do this quick is i believe that is the scenario the constant progress of 178 times 30 dollars of arpu yeah so that becomes this scenario right <laughs> and that's in 10 years and they did that in two and a half years at google right and like i get into it like it's a totally different situation but again that was like 10 12 years ago so the, it's like okay maybe card lit it like do i even i talk about it here okay well yeah i actually talk about this because i thought this was it was really interesting so while like he was at with cream at google he was able to leverage google their existing infrastructure data advertisers, whatever, it's like, Cream can also leverage Cardlytics and it's in existing infrastructure, data, tech, employees, partnerships, and acquisitions. They That even matches Cream's only statement regarding Cardlytics, which is, quote, there's so much potential for further growth following the company's recent acquisitions and solid prog- uh, progression against the strategic initiatives. And I look forward to leveraging the strong foundation that, it, it has, uh, that has been developed. So like, yes, they're totally different situations. Uh, But there's at least some probability he could replicate maybe just a fraction of that within cartelitics or maybe over a longer time frame uh but but again there's there's similar setups and there's similar industries this is not just something completely out of the blue right there was a reason he was hired and cream also has 10 years more experience since you know being in charge of that that crazy growth uh, in the global mobile division of google so maybe the probability of this actually occurring within carlix is actually higher and again i actually give this whole stat right here where it's like again if he if, he, if they replicate that within carlix it's about 1.5 billion dollars cash flow or about 30 30 billion dollar valuation which again i said that as as the constant progress the highest value the highest probability scenario of occurring Within like 10 years, not two and a half years. And I still didn't give that like 100% probability of occurring. I gave that like a 67 and a half, right? So, again, com- the probabilities are completely subjective and arbitrary, but like they give you an idea of, of what this could all mean. So, all to say, I think Kareem could really help with the pace of progress and execution uh, within CardLytics. I believe he can help with improving technology. He comes from a technology background, uh, with over, you know, <laughs> he was doing stuff at Google that Carlisle is currently still working on, but he was doing it at Google over 10 years ago, right? So, like, I feel like he's just going to walk into the situation and just be like okay <laughs> you know like especially now we got you know new cto cpo the bridge ceo there's so many with a tech background that i think together they can get the current initiatives over the finish line to get them where they need to be but then start really ramping things up i go into detail talking about apis uh, especially because there's a lot of background with uh kareem like stripe work with apis and i think that could be helpful here at carlytics uh, improving measurement understanding. Again, uh, I feel like Cardlix has been over had this huge hurdle where people do not look at Cardlix differently. They still almost look at it as like an affiliate site. And I think Cardlix needs to be looked at completely different, not compared on the MTA basis or multi touch attribution aspect, you know, nothing in that regard. It needs to be on a standalone basis of saying, hey, there's certainty in these results. It's based on purchase data. We're using randomized controlled trials, like there's to test incrementality. And I think Kareem can actually help with this. Again, you know, have, coming from Google, understanding the measurement aspects, but also he talked about even at Google where they were getting into Google Wallet to try to close the loop with advertising. So he gets that, that aspect. And so I think it's also gonna be really helpful having someone from Google to be able to say, this is why Card Analytics is better than Google in this regard. Right now, again, you can't have Kareem going to every single <laughs> advertiser and telling them, but you can implement that in technology uh kareem could also help with part uh improving partnerships he had that was part of his deal with uh, working with stripe this could be in regards to bridge with uh integrating with point of sale systems and getting all those smbs like a toast a par i've talked about that in the bridge write-up or maybe even partnering with stripe before this was even announced i thought stripe would be a good partner because again stripes partnering with all these different merchants if Carliff can pr- uh partner with stripe and have it integrated with the self-service platform For all those merchants, I think that could be extremely beneficial for that right tail, Um, and then getting I I I talk about all the other potential partnerships and maybe more strategic partnerships as well. Kareem talks about about that part of Google's success was all these larger visions, Um, and so I really think you know you know like what did he say? He said Kareem explained that Google in part successful due to setting ambitious goals and shooting for the moon, right? And that was part of his thing was determining the strategy at Google as well as Stripe. I really think that's something that he could help out with. With at Cardlytics, is instead of just thinking so short term or it's only developing what the banks already need, let's get ahead of them, right? Let's think beyond that. What you know, give them what they don't even know that they need. Get past that and start thinking of a longer future state and a much better future state. So overall, again, the the the, the opportunity I think is still the same. Uh, the the TAM U.S. global all this the same but I believe the probability of achieving that with Kareem has increased for all the reasons I've mentioned, you know, uh, with his background, everything just seems to fit. I've heard everything, you know, I've heard nothing but good things about Kareem. So, again, I put way more details within the full write-up here, as well as in my notes. I, <laughs> I went to town when this was announced. I put so much notes, especially from all his interviews, within my, my research notes, so make sure you check that out. In terms of new banks, we have the potential of American Express, USAA, and for Neobanks, Acorns. USAA and Acorns is from Fig, uh, Chase acquired FIG because I believe these were the most well-known FIG clients. And the reason for that is I don't see them necessarily continuing to work with FIG given that now a competitor, Chase, owns FIG. And so with that, yes, USA and Acorns can maybe, you know, maybe use third-party aggregators or they can just do something in-house, uh, but there's also a very strong probability that they go to Carlytics. So I hope Carlytics is pushing on them right now uh, because that would be great additions. In terms of American Express, I did a, a tweet on this. It was brought to my attention that, uh, well, the big thing, <laughs> overarching thing, entertainment local offers was acquired by Cardlytics more as a strategic acquisition it was even stated uh, by Lynn once the announcement was uh, announced that they said hey we want to use this to try to get into the banks that don't want to really share their data and use this as a Trojan horse start by giving them these local offers give them some technology and then they'll start sharing their data and we have a full partnership so I did this nice little picture this took me again longer than I should have to do this Uh, but so that was the whole ordeal is to get the full partnership with American Express, let's start by giving them entertainment offers. So in order for that to happen, Carlix actually has to give them entertainment offers, which finally actually happened. just recently, I've actually activated this and used an entertainment offer now uh, through my American Express card where now with uh, with American Express, there is a six month free trial of entertainment and all their offers you get it for free. And so again, this offer itself of six months free, or even if Cardlytics got all their local offers integrated with American Express, is not a big deal from like a revenue standpoint. Like that doesn't matter. What matters is is this is Cardlytics executing on their strategy of let's give American Express those offers. Because if we never saw this, right, the odds of ever partnering with American Express, I think, were pretty low right? I just thought it would be very low. This is the first step in the right direction. So I think that was a big deal. I give some more of the quotes here. I actually did a full video on this as well before this was announced uh, because I thought it was a big deal. And so that's why when I heard this, I was like, this is huge. (laughs) This is exciting. And so I thought the odds, like even though it's just a pilot for now, the odds of actually getting Express have increased dramatically. Now, additionally, I talked about the new self-service tool for banks and how it allows uh, for the banks to have more control over their own data. It's more uh, like Cardlytics won't even see this data. I think this is actually could be very helpful for a partner with American Express. Cause if American Express is just concerned about their data and they don't want to share it to Cardlytics. And then now if the new ad server, the self service for banks allows them to utilize, you know, American Express data without Cardlytics seeing it, that answers their, their, their uh, all their problems. So it's like, I think just the odds right now of getting Amer- American Express have went up huge Right. And so this would be an amazing partnership. It's one of the few remaining bakes that America, uh, that Carlos has been trying to get that they really want. And so if Carlos can sign them, it'd be a big deal. And I think they're doing everything they need to to be able to execute that, execute on that. Other update B of A renewed. So again, people were worried about B of A not renewing uh, because they were testing Fig. And so even before the announcement of the acquisition of Fig, again, I did a full, I did two full write ups and videos on it. We were pretty certain it was going to happen. But again, the bigger thing happened was that B of A was announced uh, very soon after the Chase acquisition of Fig. So people were like, oh, I wonder if they didn't get the new ad server. Well, one, I, I don't think Chase, CardLytics, sorry, <laughs> I don't think CardLytics would have accepted the new contract without the new ad server in it. And it wouldn't make sense. And the new general service agreement uh, with B of A has cloud in it. And so, and I've heard from others that have spoke to Carlyx. They said, "Yes, the cloud new ad server is part of the agreement. So that's not the that big surprise. The other thing is rev share. People thought, "Oh, B of A is going to squeeze them, and they're going to get a higher rev share." If anything, I think it's going to stay constant. There was a new 8K that was announced that said uh, that the you know statement of work was similar, uh, and and they even talked about rev share in it. I asked Carlyx investor relationship for clarification. Tons of people I was talking to had no idea like why they did this 8K. It was the first of its kind. Carlos didn't get back to me uh, but it could indicate that the rev share is just the same to me it's not that big a deal I talked about this already about rev share actually on a proportional basis decreasing because it could add bridge and bridge data which could decrease the relative contribution of bank data which decreases the rev share and so I'm less worried and additionally can think of from the aspect that we could see over time the rev share being reinvested back into the program to increase offers kind of like American Express and so any number of rev share typically really doesn't matter to me too much yes it impacts carless and their gross profit but it could like you could think about it well the higher rev share increases engagement which could ultimately lead to higher revenue the other update the marquee dosh partner credit karma i thought it was a firm (laughs) i thought without a doubt it was a firm Uh, so this has surprised me More surprise me, they have 110 million users. Now this is total users of Credit Karma, not of the credit of the debit card uh, to be able to have offers. It's kind of similar to Venmo, where there's 83 million members, but how many actually have the debit card? Uh, One thing I talk about that I think I really, really want to see happen um, is more execution on actually monetizing this asset because okay here's the deal yes i get it i get that the acquisition acquisition was more as an insurance policy and the fact that a primary transaction shifted away from the banks to more neo banks that carlix predicted i get that that's fine but that doesn't mean you can't monetize this <laughs> right like the fact you have this many like users out there uh that are that, and there's also maybe there's less bank regulation, so maybe it allows for maybe better notifications or targeting, because again, SVP of Horizon Media even talked about, that's what they'd like to fix was that they could go on Acorns and do some more push notifications. There was this whole other aspect to it. So I'm hoping that Cardlyx, with their self-service, like other all the other major sales service, says, hey, do you, instead of just the banks, do you want to target within the neo banks? That would be, I think, a very big opportunity, especially with FIG out of the picture, because a lot of these advertisers are saying, yeah, we split our revenue or our ad spend between Cardless and FIG, like almost evenly, because of this neobank aspect. So I think it's an opportunity that Carlos could very easily, not hard, tap into because again it's leveraging existing partnerships existing technology and existing revenue I go through some quick numbers of saying hey with all the, the credit card and Venmo if you just got an incremental 5% of users getting those debit cards and redeeming just one $10 offer like that Panda Express $10 offer $10 back if you spend over $10 uh, with 75% gross profit margins because revenue share is supposed to be lower this could lead to an incremental you know 120 million dollars in cash flow which is like an extra 2.4 billion dollars of value maybe again a few a year ago that you'd be like oh who cares about that that's not that big a deal at a 500 million dollar market cap it's a big deal (laughs) again all like just trying to capitalize on all these new partnerships i even updated bitpay was announced today so Farrell hudzik has done an amazing job like getting all these and i just want to see them actually utilized uh okay update number six was bridge so there was quite a bit about bridge this quarter you had the 40 million dollar buyback to as a form of arbitrage because again part of the bridge earnout payment is paying them in shares but instead of but you could use cash and so instead of using cash Carlos bought back shares at a lower price than what they were going to be issuing shares to bridge at uh bridge was largely responsible for the negative net income so people headlines were reporting oh large net income drop well, they wrote down the bridge uh, carrying value $83 million, so that was that impairment was largely to explain the large decrease in net income. A very interesting aspect was so there's two bridge earnout payments, and I believe on the balance sheet they're reported as uh, the current contingent consideration and the long-term contingent consideration. The long-term contingent consideration was marked down from $38 million to zero dollars quarter over quarter. Meaning, I think the second earnout payment, as of right now, is expected to be nothing, right? Which would be in line with the impairment, you know, right down a bridge, and so that could be looked at as a very good thing because it's like, hey, if the prospects of bridge remain the same, you're just paying less for, them, right? I also think this could be related. I'll talk about this a little bit later, but again, I think this could be related to why uh, Cardlytics despite saying oh we're very conservative with our new assumptions and why we're still on track for free, free cash flow positive by next year i think this has to do with it again if uh that payment of 38 million 30% has to be cash i believe i think even with the second error now so that's like 10-11 million dollars right there which can help really contribute to being free cash flow positive on a more positive note bridge ar uh has went up 56% quarter over quarter there was a new 25 million dollars over two year contract um, and again i just want to throw out bridge revenue over time there's a lot of front loaded expenses uh, and so over time bridge revenue or bridge gross profit will increase so a lot of positive there i've done a full write-up on bridge as well in terms of results again is expected to still be free cash flow positive by next year due to a lot of the cost saving initiatives so one like i said the bridge uh is probably part of it there's no second earnout. out the other isn't with is in regards to open banking which was stated during the call self-service In terms of open banking i don't love seeing that again i did a full write-up on open banking i really like the idea again first mover advantage long runway high gross profit margins because no revenue share i get it if it's needed in terms of on in the short term uh to be you know not having liquidity issues raise more money whatever uh but i just don't like you don't need this for <laughs> like detail for all the other reasons you don't need this for a, like this is pure optionality but if you want those crazy right tail returns i feel like open banking can help dramatically in terms of self-service it's been i it brought to my attention that self-service development might be on pause some believe self-service is just completely stopped even i think it's more related to these cost-saving initiatives and again kareem can reassess i don't think if i think the logical rational decision is to continue using self-service which i think it is for you know all the smbs and all the other you know again right tail of all the you know, potential SMBs that could be utilized in the channel. Cause again, Facebook revenue, I think is like 70% like SMBs. I think at a later time it can be reassessed or maybe even right away. Maybe they figure out, Hey, let's cut costs elsewhere and get back onto this. I'm just, I'm less worried there. Activation rates made a headline. Cause everyone's like, Oh, year over year, activation rates dropped. Engagement must be dropping. I right away was like, well, they added a significant number of offers. And I actually had this confirmed by Cardlytics. So it's not just me speculating anymore but we even had that they introduced rewards network offers uh and even more and went you know quarter from q4 to q1 there was an increase of like over 100 offers in the channel a ninety percent increase uh, i have in q2 i have now the most offers or at q2 i had the most offers i ever had in chase and so again you're having this huge increase or a denominator effect because again after after act- activation rate is defined uh, as the activation rate is the total number of offers activated by MAUs divided by the total number of offers served. And so if the offer served increases, but people are still activating the same rate or just not as a high uh, or proportionally increase to the, all the new offers, activation rates are going to decrease. But actually, it's like this is actually a, like, a positive sign because it's showing Cardlydex is adding more offers. It's kind of like the whole MAU concept. When Cardlydex was adding way more MAUs, all of a sudden uh ARPU dropped dramatically and everyone's like oh no ARPU's dropping but it's like well it's because that huge denominator effect that just takes time for it to catch up same thing here engagement will actually this is a sign that engagement will be ramping up over time and again if you look at this as a standalone basis sure maybe you come to that conclusion that engagement's dropping but if you then pair it with uh year over year in that same timeline revenue's increasing so you're not gonna see if offers stay the same and engagement dropped you're not going to see dramatic increase it's just way harder to see that dramatic increase in revenue during the same time period so instead engagements actually staying the same or probably even increasing with all these new offers and that's what's explaining also the large increase in revenue uh, also there was a lower guidance in terms of the second half of of 2022 in terms of a lower few uh, you know expected growth people were <laughs> messaging means and all this is awful and it's like I mean, when I heard it, I just didn't blink, right? Because to me, I am not worried about short-term results. I am truly thinking long-term, way longer than this year. And some might say, well, this is a sign that this isn't working, uh, that you know, Carlos is losing revenue, it's slowing down. I would 100% agree with that if Carlos had no more areas for growth. If they were at a more mature level and you started seeing this like decreasing effect, it might be like, okay, they've tapped out, they matured. There is, we've talked about so many different things, but there are so many areas still that Cardlyx hasn't even rolled out to start implementing. I mean, you have, again, I like I will not worry about any results, any engagement levels, any revenue until the new ad service rolled out, product level offers, self-service uh, for, you know, agencies, SMBs, for banks, the local offers, the new UI, push notifications. If that then gets all rolled out, across, not only across just one bank, but all of the banks, and then we start seeing this like declining revenue aspect, yeah, I'm gonna start really second guessing myself because I'm I, this is what I think will lead to much higher levels of ARPU uh, on the existing MAU base. Uh, but until then, I'm just really not worried. Again, you also have all the DOSH and Neobank partnerships with high gross profit margins. You have open banking with very high gross profit margins uh, with for international expansion. So there's so many areas of growth that anything in the short-term to me is just noise. It's just short-term fluctuations that don't really are not indicative of the long-term aspect here because there's so many more levers that are have not even been touched. So in closing, card uh, will be fun to watch for the next few quarters. <laughs> I'm keeping a close eye on Chase and B of A to see when they move to the new ad server. And it's possible it won't be announced, so I'm trying to check the app closely. One thing that I just noticed last night in my B of A app uh, within notifications is the option... For, or for alerts is an uh, option for like notifications i don't know if it's push notifications i turned them on this was the first change in us bank was that it was previously just email notifications and then all of a sudden there was an option for like push notifications so and us banks on the new ad server so i and again this change looked like it just happened i i i Feel like i would have noticed this before i messaged other people i messaged bank of america they haven't said anything i don't know if they will uh, i messaged like their app developer <laughs> um just, hey is this a new update this happened recently but it could be a sign given they already just moved to the new ad server or they they just signed i wouldn't think they're on the new ad server but maybe they were the one that moved in q2 maybe they moved ahead of the the announcement uh because again chase eh, again we can go into so much speculation on that but i'm tracking it i'll keep you up to date i'm also very interested to see what materializes with the potential new bank partners like american express or usaa and finally i'm eager to hear what cream uh, does as the new ceo to me carlix has some of the best pro- prospects i've seen when analyzing potential investments both across public company investments private company investments as well as real estate again just to reiterate i did it probably too soon uh but i sold i i held <laughs> my real estate and sold all of it to reinvest partially into Cardletics, right? And then the rest of Carvana. Um, since then it's went down and I've had to explore other opp- ways to to keep investing, but I have not right? I mean, I, I just, it's just amazing that we're on this this huge opportunity right now at the, and with the, the odds of success increasing dramatically at the exact same time of a multi-year low, the stock price, it just blows me away, but I understand it, right? First thought, you see Chase News, you're like, oh, they're losing Chase, now this is a zero without even thinking about actually thinking through the odds what's happening what what that actually would mean and the the associated probabilities and and expected value i totally understand that and i see why that happens and because i understand that that's why it's like okay i understand why the stock's low and i understand why that's not the right way to think about this but again there's obviously the, the probability of this actually going to zero it's not zero there's still always that scenario that could happen and i realize that but i'm still willing to take that chance and bet heavy so if you haven't already, uh, again, I add notes to my Substack uh, research notes like crazy over the last three months. You know, I haven't done a full write up or video, but I've been adding to my research notes all the time in extreme detail. I really, I mean, it's blown me away. The number of new people subscribing it means a lot to me. Also means a lot to me. You guys messaged me, uh, with the your positive feedback it means a lot. I'm going to keep adding to these notes and I'm going to keep following Carlytics. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you in the next one.